Hey everyone, welcome back to Horror Haven Podcast. I'm Dylan. I'm Sierra. I'm Erica. Hey, I'm Steve. And today we are talking about anthology movies. We're going to be talking about Body Bags from 1993 and Southbound from 2016. And I'm excited because we missed last week, if you guys follow us. so Thanks, Howard. <laughs> it's pretty Fucking exciting Howard. to jump back into it because I've been like... What are we doing with our lives? Is this over? I kept fucking with Dylan all week, and I'd be like, Horror Haven is dead. We're never going back. She's like, we're never going back, are we? And I'm like, we've literally, it's been one week. Like these these moments where it's like, I swear to God, if it's over now just because of one week we missed it, I'm going to be pretty upset. Sierra's like, we're done, aren't we? I'm like, Sierra, it's been one week. We watched the movies. We got this. That's how it starts, you know? One lazy week, that's all you need, and then it's just dead. And you're fat, and you're buried, and you're in your grave. It's been real, guys. Um, We're actually not recording an episode tonight. This is us saying goodbye, so... Goodbye. (laughs) Have a good night. So long. (laughs) But, uh, no, before we get started, there's a couple things I want to bring up. Um, Just because, like, we've kind of not recorded, but... I've still been following shit on uh, social media and stuff. Um, One thing I want to bring up is... uh, There was... This, like, talks from websites that Halloween had its first test screening, and... It didn't go well. It didn't go well. Everybody's, like, freaking out. Like, oh, it's so bad. I stand by Nick Castle's comments when we saw it and, and have well, faith that it's going to be great. John Carpenter shut it down. He had said there's not even a first cut of the movie yet, so there hasn't even been a test screening. But people are still going on, like, oh, my God, the test screenings were so bad. So take everything you read with a grain of salt because absolutely we don't even have a first cut yet i know that um quit last, being haters last night they the showed fucks. the first trailer at CinemaCon, and i haven't really seen too much buzz about it but um hopefully we'll we'll see it soon i hope yeah hopefully they release yeah, it yeah i think i think it was like just a little teaser like not a full trailer yeah. so i've heard but I mean, I mean, I'd imagine if they don't even have a first cut of the movie yet. I don't think that they can go wrong bringing back the two main actors from the original no. cast. It, it's, it's just, and well, I mean, like they're working with people who have such a love and understanding for the Halloween franchise, the original franchise. I, I just, I, I cannot, not for a second, believe that they're not going to do it justice. Yeah, and I, and I'm going to go in with really high hopes on this one and. I, I don't I don't foresee I don't foresee any letdown let on this and this is going to be the movie where we order tickets beforehand and we go opening night and like and that's that's how it's going to be because this is for some reason I think there's something so special about the Halloween franchise that they have decided to make a film and it's like with the way everybody's talking about it too you could see it. it's a passion thing I don't see this as a cash grab what's no and that's the thing and, yeah. and that's the only reason the movie got got even approved. From the get go was because when they read the script, they were like, "Yeah, this is." Yeah, John Carpenter is, gave his. his yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the yeah, and, and, supposedly, and they stand by, the, by it. So. Yeah, supposedly this John Carpenter said this is going to be like the last one. Yeah, but thank you. Who's Richard. to say? Who's to say? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll bring him back in some reincarnation later on. But <clears throat> I mean, it's come a long way. Remember when we thought we were getting uh, Halloween 3D? Yeah. When it was like during that big craze of like 3D movies, I'm, I'm, I I don't think I've been excited for a remake or not a remake, but a continuation of of an older franchise in a long, I, time, in a right? long, long, long time. And you know, the, we we live in the era of remakes, so you're constantly seeing them, and 90 percent of them do not live up to 
what you hope they will. And, and I think that the, if, if any are going to live up to what you want it to be, I think it's going to be this one. Yeah. And especially because Halloween... Halloween, the, the, like, <clears throat> the, the concept for Halloween is just such a simple concept if you really think about it. It... How are not they too like deep or crazy? But it, and and that's the problem with Rob Zombie is that he added so much. Well, shit not even to that, it, but know? as the series went on, they added in that like crazy stuff with like Curse of Michael Myers and everything, where they added all this backstory and lore. And that's why I'm kind of happy that this is going back and ignoring so the, those sequels. It starts, it's like the second. Yeah, one. yeah. I'm mean? kind of happy. Although about I, that. I feel like that they shouldn't they shouldn't have had to ignore the second one. Yeah, I but, agree with that. I mean, whatever. Yeah, because the second one literally picks up the moment. Dr. Loomis shoots Michael and he falls out the window. Like, it yeah. literally starts right from there. I stand by the Halloween series as one of the better horror series. It aged much better than a lot of the other ones. <laughs> and I will stand by that. There's a couple movies that get weird towards the end. But this did it better than Freddy. This did it better than um, uh, Friday 13th. And Yeah, I mean, you got, what, Buster Rhymes and Buster Rhymes. <laughs> Yeah, but Trick or treat, motherfucker. All I'm saying, all I'm saying is that the more of these movies were solid, opposed to how many good Freddy movies are there? Let's play that game. Yeah, like, like two, three or four, three or four. Up, yeah. up until know? part four, and then many, after that, how many good Friday Thirteenth movies are there? Nah, all right, I, I'm not, I'm not right. arguing with you right yeah. now. Okay, I, I'll even go as far as to say, how many good Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies are there? I like all of those in their own right. In their yeah, but are they necessarily good horror films? Not all of them, okay? I watched and I two I watched them. two last night. Did or you? the night before, did yeah. Me and Kyle did, yeah. No, yeah, we were both watching. Nora cool. came out and she kept trying to watch it. And I was like, eh, not this one. Go to bed. <laughs> but, you know, that's what I'm saying. Is like, Out of all of the series, I think Halloween did it the best. And I'm really excited to see somebody other than Rob Zombie do something with it. Because um, I, I just don't... I think Rob Zombie's an amazing filmmaker but i just don't I think, think he's good with original ideas yeah so. i think he's amazing i think his original ideas are so good that his remakes seem bad in comparison uh moving on from halloween ash vs evil dead was officially canceled <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm you sure you guys never, gotta be hurt about that dude i see bruce campbell as ash williams ever again and that's heartbreaking but the way that he said goodbye was beautiful and i like, was bummed and then fan, he yeah beautiful. i was bummed and then he let out that thing and it's like ash has left the building and he's like I they gave the whole statement yeah. i was like i was like oh my god i'm gonna fucking cry and then i i've been keeping up with it um so we had a feeling it was gonna this be sunday canceled. yeah this season hasn't been the best but it, it's gotten better like towards the end it's gotten really good um this episode coming up this sunday is going to be the final episode and i watched the the uh, preview for it like four times i woke sierra up i'm like sierra watch it it's gonna it, be good it, it, <laughs> the thing where i think it's hard to accept is that there was never a moment prior to ash vs. the evil dead where you had to accept that the evil dead were, wasn't going to be a continuous like it wasn't going yeah. to be continued at some point it's kind of like um, a tease. Because there was they never a goodbye, back. you know. Yeah. There was never a goodbye. It was just it just they stopped making movies. So and they've even now, said since then, like they've come out and said, like, yeah, we're gonna do something, whether it be another movie. And then they came out with well, the show. Now with them doing this and Bruce Campbell saying, you know, I I am grateful for the opportunity to play Ashley, and she's an important character in my life. Uh, but the, my time of playing him is done. So I th- I think that for horror fans. I think that's a huge thing to hear from Bruce Campbell because he is Ash Williams to all of us, you know. So uh, I think it, I think I it's, think it's important to um, uh, he he pointed out a good thing, and everybody in the cast has been super like 
adamant about this is everybody's kind of reacted like fuck you stars i can't believe that you did this like i'm unsubscribing but if it wasn't he, for stars we would have never had it exactly that's bruce campbell like that's everybody's the, the mindset thought, with yeah. it is like be happy that you got a yeah. continuation of thank it, which... you stars for giving <laughs> us this opportunity to be able to have, have an extended a... story to this classic franchise it's it's I mean, every- it doesn't mean I'm not bitter about it, though. No, it's it's hard and it, it's a bummer. But you know, Bruce it's Campbell. Done on a good note. Bruce Campbell has has so many amazing roles in so many movies. You know, you you will never be full on Bruce Campbell movies. Go yeah. and watch him. And Dylan watches fucking the original Evil Dead almost every night. Anyway, <laughs> Sierra hates it. <laughs> that dude wears my car. Well, Sierra, Sierra doesn't hate that I watch it. Sierra hates that I put it on before bed and she's falling asleep and like she's yes. terrified by Linda. <laughs> yeah, I hate. I fucking hate um, that. But yeah, that, that has look. a lot to do with her being tormented as a child. I yeah. feel like uh, be on the lookout because I definitely within the next like month or two would like to do an episode on Ash vs. Evil Dead and just talk about, like, we the series as a whole. We should do a Bruce whole. Campbell special is what we should do and, like, kind of look back at his career. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. As a self-proclaimed B-movie <laughs> B actor. Yes. Um, couple more things before we get started. Next week we're covering Night of the Living Dead, which I would normally announce at the end of the episode, but... We're going to be live streaming the movie on our Facebook page. So you can watch it with us. Yeah, so um, go follow us on Facebook before next week so that you can watch the movie with us. Um, it's totally legal because it's in public domain. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go check out Creature Features Podcast. Um, he, Larry just released an episode that I was on where we covered Psycho 2, and he's going to be releasing an episode that Steven was on covering Terrifier. So check that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also... Got some good episodes coming up. I'm not going to spoil anything because I don't know if he has it out there yet. But be on the lookout for that. And also, if you are into anthologies and that's why you're here, we covered VHS last year, the VHS series, but our friends over at That Strange Show just covered the first VHS and released that. So go give that episode a listen. They're a bunch of good dudes. Yeah. Definitely. So enjoy the episode, I guess. Let's Finger guns just thrown in there. I'm on a podcast. I don't know what to do Finger, with my hands. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> if we recorded, I think that we'd get a lot more plays if we recorded a video. That would require me not to look like a bag of dicks. <laughs> I always look like a bag of dicks too. It's okay. All right. We get like two. They'd be like, look at, the, look at these. You know why I guys. shower right before we like podcast? So did I. So I like my makeup. Well, I'm I, fresh and I haven't worn makeup in a while because I'm lazy. But all right, my eyebrows are all right. Makeup. That's about all I got going for me. Makeup aside. Suck a dick. Still sound like a man, (laughs) as per usual. This is usually how I sound every time I'm on Larry's show. Hello, ladies. I'm always, Always every time I'm on Larry's show, I'm saying. Alright, let's go. Alright. Body Bags. uh, Body Bags was released in 1993. It was directed by John Carpenter, Toby Hooper, and Larry Sulkis, and it was written by Billy Brown and Dan Angel. And who didn't it star? Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll get into that. Uh, so the show was made, it was released by Showtime, and it was originally supposed to be a, a TV series. Episode? I drew a smiley face on my hand. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be episodes of a show kind of to rival, um, cause HBO was really big with Tales from the Crypt at the time. Um, in de- the middle of development for Body Bags, Showtime decided not to pick up the show and to just release it as a film. Which I'm kind of happy they did because I feel like Tales from the Crypt 
I kind of overlook a lot. So mm-hmm. if this was just another like Tales from the Crypt esque TV show, I probably wouldn't, wouldn't have watched it. it. Yeah. Um, I watched that shit religiously. Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, it wasn't really. My yeah. dad watched it, so. Mm. If it was on, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I used had, to watch it. Nothing you really, like, seek, though. I had an animatronic Crypt Keeper that would read from the comic and do this crazy-ass laugh. Uh, fun fact, when I was a kid, I was absolutely fucking horrified of the Crypt Keeper. Um, like, terrified. The movie rental place we used to go to had a big poster of the Crypt Keeper for one of the movies that had come out from Tales from the Crypt, and I was fucking terrified to go in and rent movies because I would have nightmares just from looking at <laughs> this fucking serious? thing. I swear, I was, I would have nightmares. Um, my, the apartment that we had when I was a kid, um, the top, it had like the drop tile ceilings. Oh and my I had, God, and I, I had bunk beds. No. I had bunk beds, so I'd sleep on the bottom bunk, and I'd have nightmares that the Crypt Keeper would come out of the drop tile ceiling and climb down the bunk bed and come after me. And, like, the ladder was close to the door, so I couldn't get past him to go out the door because he was coming down the ladder. Fuck that. Anyway, um... Jesus! This movie, um, it has three stories. They were all, uh, put together on a wraparound story that was... It had John Carpenter kind of the acting mog. as like, yeah, kind of acting as the Crypt Keeper character where he would uh, find these body bags in the morgue and, and te- tell their story of how they got there. Exactly. Which I think is a cool concept. Yeah. And I like that he drank, what, formaldehyde? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the first, I believe, I could be wrong, Um. I couldn't really find anything on it, but I believe the first two segments were directed by John Carpenter, and the third one was directed by Toby Hooper. So, do you guys just want to talk about each Yeah, we'll talk segment? about each segment. First, the gas station one. Yeah. Starring Lizzie McGuire's father. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire's father. Or the guy from Revenge of the Nerds. I'm pretty yeah, sure. It's so him. the first segment shows a girl um, who gets a job at a gas station, and she starts getting all these visitors throughout the night. And they all seem a little weird. Yeah, she starts getting stalked by a killer. I don't know if I would say she starts getting stalked by a killer. I think she I gets feel, attacked by. A I killer. feel that you worded that incorrectly. I feel like the killer's around, and she stumbles upon him. Yeah. I think that's a better way of doing it, because, like, he didn't yeah. kill specifically her. Like, he killed the bum, too, in the truck. Yeah. Um, it was first a stumble-upon situation. First thing I want to point Probably out for this... Upon. Yeah, not stopped upon. First thing I want to put out for this, um, I love that they had it take place in Haddonfield. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It started yeah. out with the news reporter, and he's like, oh, there's another body was found in Haddonfield today. And then she had made a comment to um, David Naughton. And I think it was, was her, like, his character. Oh, she's like, from yeah, here? are you and from Haddonfield? Like, yeah, born, born, raised born in Haddonfield. Yeah. So I thought that that was really cool, a cool way to tie it into uh, like the Halloween Nod. franchise. Yeah. Uh, some of the cameos in this part. Um, Wes Craven p- plays the first kind of creepy dude who came up to the window, and Sam Raimi played. Bill, he was in the picture, the yep. employee of the month line. <laughs> yeah. Um, David Naughton from American Werewolf in London played, like, the guy who... The guy that she thought was hot card. yeah, and forgot his credit card. He's an important plot line because if it wasn't for him, she would definitely have been dead. Yeah. So, this one... I, I, I guess, because every anthology that I, you watch, there's one segment... 
that kind of stands out more than others. This one was probably my favorite of the same. Um, same with like anthologies and having those those segments that aren't really that great, which we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, this was my favorite one. I thought it was fun and it was kind of like. Yeah, it had that stalker creepy. I think it was cool, and and I feel like um, it wasn't even necessarily the the killer that was scary. It was more like the situation, like working in a gas station alone at night, alone at night, defenseless. You lock yourself out. She locked herself out of the gas station, and there's nobody around. But she knows that there's some bum sleeping in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. You know, and the whole time it sets it up like the bum's gonna have something to do with it. But he was just a bum. Being a bum. Just a everyday bum. Yeah, poor guy. Didn't have a chance. But um, I do want to point out that when she goes in the bathroom and she finds the bum, there's like this crazy drawing. That was fucking crazy. That was that was sick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, one thing that stood out to me, not so much in the second segment, but in the first and the third one, was the soundtrack was really fucking solid. Yeah, the second oh, one was Yeah. Um, I think the person who... Or the group that did it was called The Gifted. I could be wrong, though. That it, might... it definitely had that Carpenter feel, the first one. Oh, no, 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 it. no. The Gifted did the soundtrack for Southbound, I think. Yeah, it and did this... sound very Carpenter. And, that, yeah. and that's what Dylan said when we were watching the first segment. He's like, yeah, this sounds like John Carpenter. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Which... The build-up, the tension, all of it. I was mm. like, yep, this is so Carpenter. But I'm going to say watching it, you can definitely tell that it's more, it, it felt more like a TV series than a, yeah, a movie. Yeah, absolutely. The entire watching time it, I, I was felt... like, yeah, this feels like, you know, Tales from the Crypt or mm-hmm. Creepshow. Very similar. It Creepshowy. Yeah. It's like, I think a that's little the more only thing to I think was the downfall for this movie was that it just feels like it was just... Kind of what everybody else does. It's a bandwagon. Yeah. Jumping on the, the coattails. The only thing that I'll say with this that didn't I think really this... have the creep show or Tales from the Crypt vibe is that those all have the, like, the overlying theme of it's, like, bad people that deserve it. Yeah. Where this movie, I don't think that anybody in it really deserved. Deserved. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. She was just trying to study. Yeah, Exactly. Well, she kind of deserved it, because you don't study when you're on the clock. I mean, when you're working overnight at a gas she, station. She yeah, exactly. There's only so much you could do. Yeah. Nope, nope. Nope. She was stealing from the company. Don't You know when you do orientation, and they're like, is doing other things while you're on the clock stealing from the company? Hell yeah, it is. You always check yes, because you know they're looking for it, even if you don't believe it. Was this a first time watch? lie about a lot of stuff. Was this a first time watch for anyone? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool. See, I caught this movie back on Sci-Fi when Sci-Fi would actually play good movies. <laughs> I think I was like maybe twelve, and I was they play good movies. it. I was instantly hooked without realizing like it was a John Carpenter like project at first because it had started past like the monologue part with uh, John Carpenter, and then like um you know once. I got the stalker killer vibe. I was like, oh, this this kind of reminds me of Halloween. And yeah. at the time, like, I didn't pay attention to, like, Haddonfield or any of that shit. Like, I was just kind of immersed in, like, what was going on. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, once I figured out John Carpenter did it, I was like, oh, it makes so much sense now. Yeah, I mean, they did a good job, too, of building the tension, which John Carpenter always fucking does. But, I mean, like, the part where, uh, like, she sees the truck go up on the 
mm-hmm. the lift in the garage and stuff. Like, and I love that everything ties back together too. Like she knocked the oil can over earlier in the segment, and then that's well, what he slipped on. Well, and the only way and... the killer got into the garage was because she had to get in there, yeah. so he knew the door was unlocked. Because mm-hmm. she left the key in yeah. the gas station. It did a good job of tie- tying everything together. So I, I think it was definitely well written. Now, and... as good as this one was, the second one is garbage. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Let's the, hop into the second segment. The stallion. Yeah, dude with the stallion. Let hair. me let me talk about the second hold one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and talk about it. Okay. I, I'll deliver my, my part. Hit my, the, my the input. Second segment in this film. Oh wow. What Happy Alien do? Day, by the way, are everybody. You, <laughs> Today's Alien Day. Oh yeah, that's right. It follows a guy whose hair is thinning. And he's extremely insecure about it. And he tries all of these different hair products, and none of them work. Oh, and his girlfriend ensures him that he's not a you're bald not a bald guy. guy. You're a you just hair guy. Yeah. Yeah. So the voice. Um. You're not a Yo, bald guy. Yo, she was so she was so hot too, and I was like, damn, like what's the age difference here? Yeah. Right. Ron but, Jeremy looking motherfucker, um, right? <laughs> so he decided he see, keeps seeing this um, infomercial thing you on, look like the dude from Interview on with the, the TV. You know what I'm talking about? What? And he Antonio looked like Banderas. Antonio Banderas from Interview with the Vampire. When he got the hair, he, yeah, like, the, he had his hair, yeah. yeah. But uh, so the, he he sees this infomercial for this doctor that has some surgical thing or some medica- medical thing that will cause him to. Um, well, it'll cause his hair to grow in thick or whatever. So he decides to go to this doctor, and they give him all these different options. And they're like, are you sure you want this? He's like, yeah, I want hair so bad. And he's like, yeah, I don't know if you know everything it entails. And he's like, I want lots and lots of hair. And he's like, okay, you asked for it. And then he, like, shows him all these different hair haircuts. And there's, like, one that's, like, super duper long. And he's like, we call this one the stallion. He's like, that's the one I want. <laughs> And then, like, they wrap their head up, and then he's like, when you wake up in the morning, you take your bandages off, and your hair is going to be insane. And he does, and it's insane. And it's also covered in worms that are from aliens that eat your brain. I feel like up until that part, it was pretty... All right, so yeah, this was my least favorite of the segment. It was bad. Um, The idea is wacky, which, you know, I I can go with that usually. This is the one that you're like, yeah, this this feels like Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. (laughs) On top of that, it has this, like, fucking groovy-ass bass going on in the background. (laughs) He got laid a lot after that hair, though. And then she got all controlling and possessive and was like, you're not with another girl. All of a sudden he has good hair, so of course he's fucking other girls. Well, yeah. He's the fucking stallion. Hello, hair. Yo, he's like the guy from Creep Show too. What was it in the the Native American segment? Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) This hair's this hair's gonna get me paid and laid. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Okay. Um. Oh fuck! I had a a really good thought in my head and it's gone now. Fuck! You fucked up. No, you fucked up. You fucked up. Oh, yeah. I was going to make fun of the hairstylist. Like how he was like, oh my god, it's so beautiful and so healthy. <laughs> like, and he was like, he like was like, mwah, mwah, mwah. it's so beautiful. I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck is going on? You're always kissing not, alien worms. It's not even the 80s, and that that's the point. He's at the salon to get a haircut because his hair grew six inches in like a couple hours. And uh, like that's the part that you find out that it's not just hair, like... Like, he trims some of the hair, and then you look on the ground, and there's, like, little black lines. Mm. Like, 
Like, the but it squirmies. doesn't look, like, it looks so bad. It looks so terrible, but they're, like, inching away. I'm like, dude, this movie was not released in the 80s, but damn, does it feel 80s. <laughs> yeah. I don't This one, it really, I, you know. I, I wasn't a fan either. I, was, even, I think this is like, by I, far the worst one out of the three. But I think that the last one is not far off as being very similar. I love the last one. I think it's very similar. I think it's it's like a well. Let's not get into it. We can jump into it. I don't. I really don't have much to say about the second one. I I didn't know. I just didn't want to. No, no. I'm say about it. It was my least favorite as well, and uh, it was just one of those quirky, weird ones. That's it. No, I want to do the third one. No, I want to do the third one really bad. Hold on. Okay. In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> Mark Hamill's ass. Luke Skywalker <laughs> is a great baseball player, and he gets in a car accident and he fucks that fucking, up his eye. Yo, all I want to say is it's funny how a fucking mustache can turn Luke Skywalker into From a, a fucking... Jedi to a fucking redneck. Yeah. <laughs> Mustaches have that effect on people. Dude, okay, so pretty much what happens is he loses his eye after this fucking car crash. Luke Skywalker, that is, loses his eye after the, after the car crash, and this crazy old doctor is like, "Oh, I have this surgery idea. Everybody thinks it sucks, but I think it's gonna yeah. work." <laughs> and I got a perfect specimen eye, and he's like, "Fuck yeah!" Because then I can, you know, still Hit make a lot of money it. making, you know, playing baseball. So he's like, "All right, I'll put an eye in you," and he's like, "Okay, cool." I'll put an eye in you. <laughs> so he gets the new eye, which is a brown eye, and his eyes are blue. So it looks he looks kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but he wears a contact so that like sometimes it doesn't look cool. It just looks normal, which is lame. I would keep the brown eye, but you find he keeps but, the brown eye. <laughs> he starts, he starts um having flashes of like dead things and dead people and like memories and and such and it turns out that the eye belonged to a serial killer mm-hmm. and uh he tries to murder his wife and <clears throat> then he stabs himself in the eye yeah because the bible son the bible the book and not greg y'all never understand never underestimate the power of greg bible jesus christ oh <laughs> um yeah, so I had a rescue Greg Bible from Thailand today, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> what a story! <laughs> but um, now I thought that this one was pretty enjoyable. It was darker than the other ones for sure, and I think that kind of took a took it out of it. The it movie. was separate. I feel like yeah, it was. Okay, this, it didn't really flow with like kind of the other like two. it didn't flow with the other two. I feel like it had very similar premise to Hair. I think it was done better, obviously, and it was a, it's, uh, it's a different story, but like, similar concept, like, somebody has something, and something goes wrong, and they have to get it fixed, and they go to the creepy doctor, who's got a fucked up solution, and shit goes bad. So, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, they swapped out hair for an eye, they sw- you know, like, little I, things like that. I think but- the weird thing to this is that I think that the storyline could have been super fucking creepy, mm-hmm. but they made it very humorous with, like, his, like, over-exaggerated Well, I think that was because it was more or less trying to get it to flow with the other two, yeah. but I still think but it did I would didn't. have loved to see a version of this particular like dark, one like, just, like, going creepy and really, because it could be, like, it, it could have... The idea behind it is great. I'm going to stand by that. That I think that the, the think story instead is of good. one eye, it would be cooler if it was two from two different serial killers. <laughs> but no, it, yeah, it had those dark. No, but like a nun and a serial killer. <laughs> Come on now, it had those dark elements to it, and like 
Like, for example, they brought in, they're like, oh, he molested the bodies after they were dead. And it's like, totally okay, cool. this this got really oh, fucking dark. Oh, but there, there is. There's this really weird fucking scene where he's, like, doing it with his wife, and it's just, like... It keeps see, splashing to a dead body. And you see his ass, and it's really weird. Mark Hamill's I'm like, ass. no! No, Luke, no! <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted to see that. You're wholesome. No. Yeah, no, he definitely gets, like, super rapey towards his wife, yeah, too. Yeah, he bites her. Yeah. But I no, I thought it was good. I thought it was dark. But it, at the same, like, oh, did anybody notice his wife was played by Twiggy? No, Wait, what? The bassist of Marilyn Manson? No. Are you fucking real, kidding me? The no. famous fashion model from the sixties? Okay, like I was gonna know that one. You sure? Well, she's a, it she's wasn't an, a dude. I, she's so a fashion icon. <laughs> like she's one of the most iconic models in the world. I didn't know who she was until last week, Stephen. That's Dorn. a joke. Wow. Well, I was just joking about Twiggy because you said Twiggy, and the only Twiggy I know if, is the bassist of Marilyn Manson. If you saw Manson. a picture of Twiggy, you would immediately recognize her. And, I think you're you probably the only one that avidly listens to Marilyn Manson. And you wouldn't recognize her from this role, but you would recognize her in There's the no 60s when she was young. She's like, um, very, like, uh, you you have seen her picture before, I'm sure. Yes, yeah, the hair. She had a very iconic. Yeah, she pixie. she was like the first one to really make pixie cuts cool. Welcome to Twiggy Haven podcast. He's <laughs> a fucking beast, man. Shut the fuck. Up. But um, no. It, this was the one that was directed by Toby Hooper, and I think that's where you kind of get those darker. Toby, yeah. man. Um. But there were parts that really creeped me out with this one, like when he first starts getting the visions. I just wish Leatherface was in it. When he, she first starts getting the visions, he starts first. Fuck you, Siri! You're throwing me off. When he starts getting the visions, and she, uh, the girl, the dead girl rises up out of the garden. Like that was fucking creepy. But again, I think the idea was great. I just think that um, the execution wasn't. I all just there. wish that it wasn't humorous. Yeah, or not even humorous, just kind of cheesy. Yeah, like if they I, cut, there's cut nothing, the cheese, guys. There's, yeah, cut there's the nothing necessarily <laughs> funny about it. It's just like really, like, Mark Hamill, we all know, is an actor, a, a fairly decent actor, and he acted like he can't act. Yeah. That's like. But I feel like that was just the style of these, like, Tales from the Crypt. He wasn't allowed to use shows. the force, and you guys do you are being think, Do you think that he, like, he, like, walks on set and they're like, give me your worst southern accent? He's like, alright. I love baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jesus and sweet tea. What y'all got? Let's go to Bojangles. 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 Fucking Bojangles. I fucking love Bojangles. We have a southern accent. We're sorry. We live in the south. We don't. We love you. That, when I do <laughs> shit, sometimes I go, sorry, I live in the South. <laughs> I, I say that more than I'm proud to say. But yeah, this was... We live in the North South. This was a second favorite. So two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, that middle one was fucking wild. Yeah, I mean... But this movie wraps like, There's up. gotta be one shitty one in every yeah, anthology. Yeah. It's just, if that's the rule... You know, it's just, I think that is a rule. Mm -hmm. I feel like every I, anthology I, I, I we've covered that, so far. Like, even Southbound, there's one that, that we There's were. gotta be, it's the rule. There just has to be one. Are we, are we on to ratings with this one already? I, I feel like it's a pretty straightforward It's movie. pretty cut and dry. Yeah. I would, okay. Yeah, let's get into ratings. Let's do that. I'm gonna rate it first. Okay. Um, due to the fact that the second one was like total, totally not Garbage. great. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, it's trash, but it really wasn't. It was funny. It, it was wasn't weird. Scary. Yeah, like it was. It was a good haha. -ha. Yeah. Like you know how when you read the um, 
the scary stories books and it like it has all the scary ones and then at the end it has that the funny ones yeah yeah it's like it's like oh wait okay let's scare you and then we're gonna give you like a little bit of comedy to make you feel at ease and then we're gonna scare you again uh i feel like it was kind of like that which i guess is kind of nice it's kind of it's considerate um i really loved the wraparound um i looked forward to his little rants in between the takes and everything and i liked that um yeah, I, I thought it. I thought this movie was really cool, and I like that it brought in uh, what's his name from fucking Roseanne Barzek's husband, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold, that was fucking cool. That was wild. Who th- who who expected Tom Arnold to pop up at the end? That was weird. Yeah, with Toby Hooper. <laughs> yeah, know. like, why, why were they like in a bar one day and like Tom Arnold came in and was like, "Yo, what's up, man?" And they're like, "Yo, be in our movie." Like, I I just can't fathom a situation where he would be invited to be in a horror movie. It just seems very <laughs> strange to me. Um, but that's, that's fine. Uh, I'd give this movie like a six. No, 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 no. A 5.4. Okay. Erica. I'm going to come in a little bit higher than Sira with a, with a 5.7. Not quite a six, but a little bit better See, than a 5.5. See, I almost 5. went 5. there, though. I almost went there. A little bit better than a 5.5. I mean, it's it's a definitely, it's it's nice to finally get back to some middle ground movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I We handed out, in it. the winter, winter was like, the season of 10. 10, 10, 10, yeah. 10, 10. Winter was our season of 10, so be sure to tune in this summer when everything sucks. <laughs> yeah, um, it's all going to be campy shit. The summer of suck. <laughs> the summer of suck, 2018. No, actually, Welcome. our schedule looks sick. It, our schedule is really <laughs> good, <great>. actually. <laughs> Not to brag, but... Yeah. It's not gonna be the summer of horn. fucking beep, beep. awesome. <laughs> anyway, it is gonna be the summer of fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just amped myself a little bit. I saw like that. summer bonfires. Do you know what we need to do off subject? I'm sorry. We need to go in the backyard and we need to clear cut a little path and we need to build like a drive-in theater so that we can go back there and just get hay bales and just sit on the hay bales and fucking run the projector. That's where Bigfoot lives. I ain't going back there. Don't. Is that Here the same go. area? Yeah. Yes. Is that the same area? Steven, yeah. hold on. Side hold note. On, side We're note. going to this convention. Um, if anybody's listening, Days of the Dead in Charlotte will be there this we'll month. We'll be there. Um, they're filming, they're screening a movie, and it's called Bigfoot 911, Bigfoot Sightings in North Carolina, and we are going Ooh. to We're going. We are Let so me know. Going. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Erica. Yeah, so it's a nice middle ground movie. It's fun. Like, I would definitely, I'd watch it again. I mean, I think it's... Was Tom Arnold the best part for you, too? Nah, Mark Hamill's ass. <laughs> Ew. Um, Ew. wonder if it looks like Yoda's ass now. He's old. Probably. Probably. Why would you wonder that? Like, I don't know. I don't it was know. just something that popped up. Yoda's in. ass. <laughs> Probably green. Can we just, like... Okay. <laughs> so, uh... I don't know, like, it's it's nice to get, like, a nice middle ground movie, like, one that you, you'd you watch again. It wasn't the greatest, but if it's on, you watch it. Yeah. If you're bored and you're, like... This is definitely, like, the standard movie that while flipping through sci-fi, you would come across. You'd come like, across yeah, and you'd be like, like yeah, I'm gonna watch this, I haven't seen it. It was pretty alright, like, and then you'd probably yeah. call somebody and be like, I watched a pretty alright movie today. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it's nothing to, like, get home about. It's okay. It's decent. Alright. Steven, what you got? Why do you always go last? Who, me? He likes oh, to judge on. whether he's going to get slapped <laughs> oh, by oh, you I mean, for I'll, going too high. I can go next. Or... I'm just considerate. Fuck me, I guess. Um, Way I'm to be gonna... a gentleman, fucker. Yeah. 
So, I'll go next, I guess. Sorry, Steven. Go fuck yourself. No, Ladies are going to ask this okay, time, Everybody Steven? knows that the last, you say, like, the last is, like, the most important spot. And we, you need to let other people have that spot. Well, I'm sorry, Sierra. No, You're... the last is usually, it is, it is the sacred spot. But that's just because if the rest of us are hating on a movie, last place job is to tie up loose ends to make it sound like we're not shitting on the movie. <laughs> but we haven't done this this episode, so if he doesn't want to go, he doesn't have to, but if he'd like to... I'll go. He can still clean it up. I'm going to rate it higher than you guys. Oh, Mother shit. <laughs> I'm going to give it... He liked wrong. the hair segment. I'm going to give it, like, a 6.8. That's because you're balding. Because two out of three... I'm not balding. Two out of three wow. is oh, that's six right. points... that's right, you're a thin, thin and hair guy. Shots fucking fired. God not damn. a thin and hair guy. <laughs> I got my hair, okay? His hair's nice. Um, You're hating right two now. Two out of three, 6.66, round up 6.7, but I wouldn't rate the hair segment a zero, so I'll give it a 6.8. Um, the first segment and the third segment, I had a lot of fun watching. The wraparound segment, really fun. Tom Arnold, was he the best? No, Tom Arnold was not the best, Sierra. He was in like three seconds of the movie. <laughs> Sierra's on a Roseanne kick these days. She so is. She's got to excuse me. I've it. been watching it religiously. We know. All right, Steven. Now you can go so okay. without being bitched at. Gotcha. I saved uh, a special spot for you, Steven. I, I, think, I think I'm coming in at like a 7.3 on this one. Uh, I do enjoy it. I think the wraparound story is awesome. John Carpenter just seems to have fun with his role as like that, almost like the Crypt Keeper. Uh, the first segment was fucking awesome. Clearly the second segment was just fucking wacky, but still a good laugh. And then the third one was pretty dark and not my favorite, but not bad by any means. So I think a 7.3 is solid. Of course, I'd watch it again. I now own the Shout Factory, Scream Factory release of it. And, uh, you know, I just I'll throw it on at any kind of time and just be like, fuck it. You know, it's enjoyable. All right. So that gives it an average rating of a 6.3. My mom's calling. Hold on. You gotta say that's fair first. That's fair. Okay. Alright, so next we're gonna talk about Southbound. It was, what? You did yours? Yeah, you did. Yeah, okay, we, yeah cool. Erica said that's fair. I said that's okay. fair. It that's the fair. blessing to move on. It was like a... S- 6.3. Yeah. Now, moving on to a solid film, Southbound. Alright. Yeah, so, next we're gonna be talking about Southbound. Um, it premiered in film festivals in the beginning, or the end of 2015, can you guys stop silent fighting? <laughs> um, it was released theatrically for a limited release uh, in the beginning of 2016 and then put out on like video we on didn't demand. We see it. Um, we saw it, I think we rented it like when it first came out on yeah, video Yeah, we on did. Demand. We watched it very, a while ago and yeah. I loved it. Yeah, I remember liking it and then I didn't remember anything about it so it was cool to go back and revisit it this one had a really genius fucking wraparound like connected everything fucking okay it blows well, well, your fucking okay. mind we're gonna talk about each segment so the first segment was called the way out it was directed by radio silence which is a group of people um they directed um you know the end of vhs the the one on halloween where they go into the house and they think they're going to a party and it's like the yeah called it they directed that one um it follows these two guys who <coughs> You don't really know what they did, but they're trying to get out, like, escape from something. Um, they stop at this gas station that everything, or this, like, diner slash gas station, everything seems off. 
and they're trying to leave, and it just keeps looping back and forth. They like can't it escape it. Ending yeah. back up at the gas station. Um, they eventually go on this dirt road, and they're like, oh, the one guy's like, you know, we can't go home. We can't do this. And these, like, reaper things come and take them. No real, uh, well, it takes one of them. The other one goes to a motel, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that's what you were looking for. Was that what you were looking for? No? Um, the guy who goes to the motel, he sees this little girl who's his daughter. She says, like, you can, you couldn't help me, or she, he tries to help her. Uh, Steven, am I wrong? Because at this point, my TV went out and we had to swap out TV. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, he keeps running around in a circle chasing after what is believed to be his daughter, and then those, like, Grim Reaper things come for him. Yeah. None of this stuff becomes clear until the end, by the way. Yeah, so you're kind of just like, alright, that's kind of cool, There's just but a it... weird girl here, and yeah. he's chasing her. Seems a little off. Um, so yeah, that was the first segment. Um, I thought it was good, it... But, again, you don't really get what's going on until the end, so it's kind of just like, all right, well, that's interesting, Every segment is good, and then once you see how it connects, it's like, whoa, whoa, Uh, fuck! This is the movie, I just fact-checked, this is the movie that the music was done by The Gifted. And this movie, I think the soundtrack was also really Really fucking good. good. Um, Yeah, the soundtrack was pretty awesome. Um, I wasn't a fan of the Grim Reaper-like creatures. I thought they were a little tacky, in my opinion. They looked like Dementors from Harry Potter. Yes, they yeah, did. I was just like, I, I wasn't intimidated or scared by them. I was just kind of like, ah, whatever. But, I mean, that jaw fucking ripping or whatever was pretty awesome. Yeah, it like shoves its whole fist down his... Yeah, I was like, okay, that, that's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So, um, we'll go back to this one at the end because the last segment is kind of like the prequel to this segment, and it wraps it all up. So, uh... The second segment was directed by Roxanne Benjamin. Um, she produced, like, the VHS movies and all that. She also produced this. Uh, the only other directing credit that she has was in that anthology XX that came out a couple of years ago. Um, Last year? Last year? Was it last year? I, I thought it was, it was 2016, year, yeah. but yeah, so this was my favorite segment of the movie. Um, this follows a group of oh, girls. Yeah, this follows a group of girls. Their van breaks down, so they get a ride with these older people. They go to their house, and the two girls eat this meat. But the one's a vegetarian, yeah. of course. So the two girls get sick, and they start acting really weird, and then you find out that these people that they went home with are like cult members and they're trying to turn these girls. There's some like weird something about it too though with like the food and like them acting with like it's gotta be more than just like a cult. That those just... brothers were fucked. Yeah. Like yeah. the whole thing was just okay, I, I told Sierra this when we were watching it. Any movie or anything whatsoever that involves cults Gives me so much anxiety. Dude. Like, like for example, um, we're starting this true crime thing eventually. Um, we're going to start this we true suck. crime spinoff. Yeah. And the first thing we're covering is Jonestown and, like, looking into that. Like, this shit happened in the 70s and just watching stuff about it. I know what's going to happen and it's still just, like, it just, yeah. my anxiety is through the fucking roof just reading about it. So, like, anything cult-related just... I just don't. 
fucking roped in like that. <laughs> Ask Allison Mack. Well, yeah, we're not getting on that subject. <laughs> Who's that? She's the girl from Smallville. Uh, she was arrested at... for for being part of a sex trafficking cult. Yes, I just read about that. It was like it thing. was it was covered as like a self help group, and it turns out that they like brainwash all these people and can like they got into sex trafficking. Didn't she try to recruit Emma Watson? She or is that have. someone someone else? Maybe it's I don't know. I saw like Emma Watson was trying to get recruited into a sex cult. Yeah. I don't know, the whole thing is weird. But, um, yeah, so this segment, it's called Siren. Um, the girl Sadie, she ends up escaping. She sees the uh, Reaper again, because the Reapers are visible in every segment during this movie. And uh, she ends up getting hit by a car. Which starts the next segment. Yes. Okay, the Dementor, sorry. I feel like we talk. I feel like Harry Potter gets brought up a lot in this. Not as I was just gonna say that I would like somebody to take a poll on how many times in random episodes Sarah brings up Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I kind of do. If it was a drinking game, they'd be fucking done. No, I I do purposely now every episode because now it's like funny. Like you think it's funny, Sarah? You think it's funny? It's Sarah's (laughs) Texas Chainsaw Massacre is Sarah's version of of me saying that's there. Okay. No, not even Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Just like Leatherface would be. Anyway, okay. so this starts the next segment. Uh, hold on, everybody's thoughts on this this one? I, I kind of oh. like, because it all the connects, cult. I feel like it makes sense to go through the whole movie and then talk about it. Okay. I Yeah, I feel like this one definitely, like, they all float a little bit better. So I think it would make sense yeah. to kind of explain the whole movie and then we'll just talk about it. Okay, yeah, so the next one is called The Accident. It was written and directed by David Bruckner, who, um, the first VHS movie, he did the first segment... With uh, the siren, the girl with the fucking splitty open oh, face. Yeah. The yeah. splitty open face. Yeah. Um, he did that segment. Um, he also did the movie The Signal, which I have tried to get you to watch, and you won't watch it with me. Okay. It has Crispin in it. Uh, I know. I love Crispin. It's the last Crispin movie we might be able to cover on this show, Sierra. Why is he stopping? Is he not doing horror anymore? He hasn't been anything in a long time. We covered all the Crispin movies. We're going to have to call him up. We're going to have to call him up. This is but, um, garbage. Yeah, so uh, this guy named Lucas is driving down the road and he hits Sadie from the previous segment with his car. He ends up bringing her to this hospital, which is abandoned, and he brings her to this room. He gets a phone call, and it's this voice telling him... No, he calls the 911 person, the 911 operator, and it's the 911 operator walking him. She's like, bring bring her to the hospital, and we'll get you a doctor, whatever. And then when he gets there, she starts giving him instructions on how to do surgery. Like, intubate and shit, and then he starts getting, like, different, like, a surgeon calls and stuff. This one was really fucking out there. I like uh, this. One I a loved lot. it. I love this one. I I thought it was good, but it was it was definitely out there. out there. And it's kind of like <coughs> while none of these Sorry, segments buddy. could really actually happen, except maybe the cult one. This one yeah. was really just strange, and I don't. I I enjoyed it, but at the same time, I don't know how to feel about it because it's it's, it's unique. It's very odd. It's very yeah. unique and but, odd. Um, so the segment he does he does all these operations. She ends up dying anyway, and he tries to get out of the hospital. The door's locked, and then oh, through his phone they say, you know, you can leave if you want. And he's like, I can leave. And they're like, Yeah, go in the locker room. You'll understand. And he goes to the locker room, and there's an open locker, and inside is an exact replica of what he's wearing, but clean because he's covered in blood. And, like, he, so he washes up, he leaves the hospital. I think what's weird about this one is there's no explanation behind it. 
where like the cult one you have an explanation you have, why like, an ending um, the, of, yeah. the first one you have like a reason why um the next one we're going to talk about jailbreak there's kind of like a background story behind it but this one it's kind of just odd like there's no explanation to why he is getting like it's just kind of a walk through yeah exactly yeah. like what do you mean like what he did because they all did something bad, which is why they ended right, up Right, but I mean, just like, kind of just like, like, there's no explanation to like... Which also brings up, what did the girls do? That was bad. Oh, the one friend died, that's right. The yeah, one the one friend died, died yeah. yeah. So this kind of did have a creep showy yeah, kind a of creep showy theme vibe. to it, yeah. Um, but a more serious tone. Definitely a more serious yeah, tone yeah. than creep show. So uh, the next one's Jailbreak. It starts out with uh, the dispatcher who's talking to Lucas, hanging up the phone. She's at a payphone. And she goes into a bar. Well, there's the explanation. It explains it. Yeah, but it doesn't explain, like, how she knew what was going on. Like, her talking to him on the phone. Why she was walking him through it. Why she was at a pay phone. Nothing is explained. But, anyway. um, Steven, Erica, one of you guys take this one. Because this is my least favorite one. And both times watching it, I completely zoned out. Okay. So, I believe this is the one where... What is it? The fucking... Is it the guy goes searching for his sister? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Doesn't it end with her being like, you shouldn't have come here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I guess this guy's sister has been missing for, like, ten plus years, and he pulls up to a bar, and right off the bat, you're you're kind of suspicious about the bar because there's plastic covering off on all the walls. So, you're like, all right, something's going on, and they keep, like, did you make sure the door's locked? The guy uh, gets gets in, and he's got gunpoint to the one of the bartenders, and automatically you're like, something's up, and it turns out the people in that town or in that specific bar are like, I don't, I don't know, they're like these fucking like creatures or they're some like shit. Things, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, they're almost like part of a group. They all have this like tattoo on their hand mm-hmm. that like signifies like an eye or something. And it turns out, like, the sister's, like, in with them, and she's giving them, like, a tattoos, all that kind of shit. I don't know. This one was really weird, so I'm trying to explain it to the best of my ability. I mean, that's really it. Like, it ends Yeah, he tries to get her out, and she's like, you shouldn't have came for me, and they're not going to let you leave. And it turns out, like, the whole desert mirage where he's like, can't tell where he's driving or if he's really going the right way. And then he gets pulled out by a bunch of naked powdery white people in the desert that are like these creatures yeah yeah it was Um, a really fucking weird one it ties in with the next one because uh the girl jesse who was his sister goes to a bathroom at like a like gas station like ice cream i don't know what the fuck it was but uh then the girl uh, Gem, who's in the next segment, which is called The Way In, which acts as the prequel to the first segment, uh, she walks out of the bathroom and sees Jesse, and Jesse's like, what are you looking at? And all that shit. Um, the girl goes back, and this one's pretty much like a home invasion. Uh, there's three people that walk in with masks and attack Gem and her parents. Gem escapes. <coughs> um, to come back. The mom gets killed. Jem puts up a fight. You find out that two of the masked guys are the guys from the beginning that were trying to get out. Um, 
they were you find out that the reason they were trying to escape or what they were running from was they did this break in where they killed, killed the family the family because the dad was responsible for the one guy's daughter dying um so it ties everything together at the end uh they kill this family and they realize like okay we went way too far with this one and well they didn't really feel like they went too far until they killed the the daughter yeah because yeah. i think the guy felt like this is what the guy did to me and she didn't mm-hmm. do it like she didn't deserve it yeah and then the reapers come yep and the reapers come and that I'll is that the end. reaper <laughs> Yeah, uh, I actually called. I, I remember messaging you, Dylan. I was like, "Yo, I feel like these guys," because this is a first time watch for me. Yeah, I was like, "I feel like these guys are from the first one behind the mask," and I didn't even see their faces yet. And I was I right. Think, I want to say that we called it too. I just couldn't remember because when you messaged me that, it was before I watched this yeah. movie again, so I didn't really remember too much. But mm-hmm. um, I, I want to say that I I had called it too and. I, I was really happy when it did reveal that because it was a really cool way to tie everything back together again. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this movie as a whole, what are your guys' thoughts on it? I really liked it. I think that it's, as far as the anthologies go, most that I can think of are three. Like mm-hmm. three parts. Um. Yeah, I'm thinking all the creep shows were threes. Thing, like, no, uh, three, the first the first one was five. The first, was the first one was five? Three. Yeah. First and then one the was third five, one was three. We don't talk about the third one. I know we don't. There is no third one. Um, but that one was three. <laughs> I don't know. I like I like the I think that what kind of sets this one apart anthology wise is that yes, it all like they all usually tie together, but I liked how the the first and the first story and the last story kind of like open and close. Yeah. Like, I think that that was, yeah, it's really cool how they did that. You could watch the Um, movie over and over and over again. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. I think that they just set this up really, really well, and it was really well done. Um, Nothing, like, too crazy or, like, too stand out, but, like, well done, nonetheless. Like, I think that it's, it's, it's put together well. Um, It flows really good. Visually, it was nice, too, and the soundtrack was really good. I think that this movie was fucking excellent. Um, one of the better modern horror movies I'd have to yeah. say, honestly. And uh, we're big anthology people. I mean, we cover and we've covered enough of them at this point. But Southbound is one hundred percent number one, my favorite anthology series, like movie I've ever watched. Really? Yeah, I, I just think that okay, it's the it's the easiest to understand. Like if okay. Take all the anthologies where they wrap around. VHS, a lot of the wraparound stories were confusing as fuck. Um, and then you have, like, you have, you know, Tales from the Crypt, the show, which is, you know, very co- comedic. Um, Body Bag's very comedic. Creep Show has weird humorous corniness to it. And this is, like, real horror and really dark and edgy, you know. it's It's very, it stands out. For an anthology, because I feel like they kind of have a very uh, typical way about them, and this kind of broke the rules of anthologies. I feel at least horror anthologies. Um, I I I have very few complaints on this. Um, my favorite um, my favorite story was the hospital one and the cults. Uh, I thought they were, I, I, but all the stories are really good. They're really cool. And the way that they connected them, like, it was just very smart 
very, very smart. It was done very well. Yeah, it was done extremely well, and I would recommend this to, to everyone. Watch it. If you haven't watched it, you're missing out. Watch it. It's great. What's your score, Sarah? Oh, nine. Nine? Nine. I really liked it. It's a really good movie. Jeez. All right. Erica? Mm. I'm going to give it a 7.7. 7. 7.7. 7. Right. It was really good. I mean, it's really, really good. It's a good movie. I just, it's, again, it's like another one that's kind of like, mm-hmm. it's on the higher end of the middle. Um, I definitely don't think that it's like, <clears throat> where Sarah put it. But. <laughs> um, a, apart from uh, that, like, demon-y segment, it wasn't even bad. It's just my least favorite of them. I really enjoy it. I I agree with you guys. It's really cool to see an anthology that's dark and that everything is tied together in a way. Because that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Because like not grasping at straws. I'm one of I'm one of the few people that really fucking loves VHS. I thought that it was really good, but they're totally separate stories that are put together into one movie where it has a wraparound story that explains it, but it's they're not. Like- they're not related to each other Mm -hmm. um this is one of the only anthologies that i can really think of where all of the stories are related to each other so it was cool that you have all these different writers and directors that were able to collaborate to make a flowing story that works how that works that to make a flowing story that works and makes sense perfectly but they're at the same time their own separate stories separate themes separate you know, Isn't it weird how much different directors can like because the visually and everything like it was very it flowed well it flowed yeah. perfectly so you would think it would like you'd have a totally I feel like there's feel. a there's got to be a lot of communication a lot of understanding of like everybody's like thoughts yeah so um that being said I I do I'm a big fan of VHS and I think that it helped that a lot of people that made VHS were involved in this because it gave it. A similar feel, but it wasn't that found footage style movie. It was an actual movie. Um, I really don't have too many complaints other than like, uh, the Dementor Reapers. The Dementors. Their design was kind of cool, but not the greatest. I think that probably has a lot to do with budgetary things also, but, um, Yeah, all in all, it's enjoyable, and it's something that I could see myself watching quite a bit. Um, yeah, I'd probably agree with you, Eric. I'd probably get it like a 7-7. Seven, seven. Cool. All where right. you at, Steven? Where you at? Um, I did enjoy... Uh, the soundtrack was pretty awesome. Yes. I will say. Are they the same people that did uh, It Follows? No, mm-hmm. different people. The- Okay, different people. All right. I, well, I definitely got that vibe from them, mm-hmm. and uh, I did enjoy it. Um, I en- the cult the cult one was awesome, and so was the hospital one. And I liked how they tied them two together. I mean, the whole wraparound story does a good job of tying it everything together, but I really wasn't a fan of like these Dementor like Reapers, mm-hmm. um, and also the whole demon segment. The second to last one, I was just kind of like whatever about. Uh, it's it's a solid anthology, but it is um, no means uh, 
my favorite one out of all the anthologies I've seen. I think I'd say, like, maybe VHS Part 2 better than this one, and Body Bags definitely better this better than this one. I think I'm going to rate it probably a 5.8. It's, it's a solid one. It's just it's particularly not my favorite. See, for me, I... I'd probably rank this right there with VHS 2, um, but I feel like it's really hard to compare it to like body bags or creep show and because stuff because so it's different. not that quirky fun. It's not, yeah, anthology it's where, yeah. Where body bags and creep show and stuff like you have fun watching them. This, it's just enjoyable. Like it's a it's good, a totally dark different story. approach to yeah. the anthology, and I think that. To me, it's kind of like saying, it's like... More, I feel like it's more of, like, actual, like, along the lines of, like, an actual horror movie. Like, it was meant yeah. to be scary. Whereas, like, Creepshow, it's meant to be, like, weird and quirky. I don't sci-fi. think it was... Yeah, it's sci-fi. It's not meant to be, like, true horror. Like, something that gets to you. I don't know. Creep, I think, the first Creep Show, the first time I saw it, I jumped, like, a couple of times. Not gonna lie. Were you like five when you watched it? Was the, it was the meteor. Right, I was nine. Meteor. You were nine. Exactly. Get out of here. <laughs> but um, yeah, that gives it an average of a seven point six. That's extremely fair. Extremely fair. Extremely. Whoa. Fair. <laughs> I don't off. So uh, yeah. Anything else you guys want to add before we do this? Everybody suck a dick because we didn't go anywhere, guys. Don't worry, we're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. We, we're not leaving. Don't worry about our life. hiatus is over. It was short lived. I hope you guys enjoyed. Live without you all. I hope you guys enjoyed this final episode of. You Oregon. probably enjoyed the week without my voice. <laughs> they watch it for Erica, but they stay for me. I sound like a man, so they probably don't know whether I'm Erica or Steven. Or Eric. <laughs> so um this is the final episode of horror haven tune in tune in next week where we're rebooting the franchise with night of the living dead from 1968 yeah. um, follow us on instagram and facebook at horror haven podcast or on instagram at horror underscore haven find us on no, Apple- no 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 that was twitter you gave them our twitter blog as our instagram oh follow us on twitter at horror underscore haven um Thanks, Erica. I'm You're glad welcome. that was a test to see if you knew the plugs. Yeah, I do know, <laughs> bastard. Um, I, I think on... I did a good job on a uh, creature feature with. I plugs, fuck so. it up every time I'm on there. I just Yo, let Larry give them for me. Okay? I'm gonna lose I'm it done. if we listen to it. And Larry's like, "Where can we find you?" And Steven's just dead silent. <laughs> and Larry's like, "Facebook, Instagram." Facebook, nah, nah, Instagram I'm pretty Twitter. sure you better be he... good at stalking. <laughs> he even let me do the outro. Aw, yeah. So, um. Yeah, tune in next week, Night of the Living Dead. Find us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you listen, and give us a rating, even if it's a one-star rating. Yeah, anything. Even if it's a one-fucking-sentence rating, like, awesome, shitty, That's one decent. word, Steven. Sorry, one word fucking rating. <laughs> or you could write a novel, and we'd appreciate that, too. So there Maybe I was. It. Maybe we'll reply. Leave your email. This is Dark and Stormy Night, as I was listening to the Horror Haven podcast. Yeah, Also, exactly. just so you all know... Don't say y'all. Halloween's better than Nightmare on Elm Street, hands down. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> and that was the time that Sierra went missing. No, it's Ooh. bullshit. Freddy sucks. Okay, so to give background to give background on this, I'm not gonna get into the debate. We're not gonna get into the debate. We've been doing polls on our Instagram stories. 
to quell uh, our fighting as a group. A lot of, like, everyone that's involved with the show. Also, bullshit that Texas Chainsaw Massacre lost out to Evil Dead. We're gonna do loser brackets here. You still got a chance here. But. You only do winner brackets, you dumbass. We're doing loser brackets. So, if you want to follow us on Instagram and vote, we're putting up our favorite movies against each other. And Can we make one of those cool chart things? Yeah. Yes, and then we'll go head to head, and we have to debate it out. Whoever's favorite movie it is, we have to go head to head and debate yeah, it out. If I get stuck debating John, gonna I'm gonna. I'm, we're doing I'm loser brackets. We're gonna get movie. back in this, so I can debate the best worst movie. No, no, it doesn't. No. I'll explain loser brackets to you. We'll figure. We'll, we'll, we'll go over this. Yeah. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. Later. Toodaloo. God damn it. Fucking <laughs> 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 <laughs>